Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. Dr. Q is on the line. Hey, Doc. Dombi, how are you? I am dark and lovely. Happy to have you again on the radio. Thank you and greetings to the listeners. Wonderful. So what is considered a healthy pregnancy? We've had women call in saying they gave birth at a public hospital, private hospital. Some gave birth naturally, others via C-section. But what is considered a healthy pregnancy, Doc? Okay. So a healthy pregnancy is a pregnancy that we will term as a low-risk pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Meaning, number one, the pregnancy is located at the right location, which should be inside the womb, and that rules out an ectopic pregnancy, which is life-threatening, meaning the baby was located outside the womb, mm-hmm. like the fallopian tube, etc. So location, 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 very important, and that being uh, determined, then we look at the health status of the mother. Is the mother healthy without any other illnesses, what we call comorbidities, like hypertension, diabetes, HIV, and all these other illnesses that will have an effect on herself and the little one, therefore resulting in other complications in pregnancy. Then we look at the baby itself whether the baby is healthy without any deformities or illnesses or risks that will uh, determine whether the baby is um, born preterm or suffers a miscarriage or even unfortunately dies in the, uh, in the womb before birth. And what type so of support, Doc, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry to cut you there. I, I wanted mm. to find out what type of support does mother-to-be need in, in her pregnancy journey from everyone around her. I mean, I'm sure you see thousands and thousands of pregnant women. What do they say Mm. they need as support? Okay, so it depends also where is what what type of facility, as you were discussing, whether it's a public or private facility that they are attending. But uh, that will come last. First and foremost, they need uh, emotional support, mm. which is very important because they are emotional beings themselves. They are on roller coaster of emotions. You know, they can cry for nothing. They can get angry for nothing because they are overwhelmed by these hormones yeah. and the change in the bodies that they are going through and they can't even explain it themselves. So emotional support is very important and also health support, making sure that they do go for their antenatal checkups, making sure that the baby and themselves are physically fine. Then comes the finances depending where they are actually getting their antenatal care. They need financial support if it's in the private sector, whether in the form of cash or medical aid, um, and and also even uh, what you call moral support, mm-hmm. where you find women coming in either with their partners or their family members and all of that. So okay. it's multiple facets. I'm glad you mentioned antenatal care. When should one start mm-hmm. this type of care and what are its benefits? Is, is it, do you have to start immediately when you find out you're pregnant or can you wait mm-hmm. a couple of months? Okay. So antenatal care is very important. As I said, that one of the risks or an example of an unhealthy pregnancy is an ectopic pregnancy that is located outside the womb that can end up in a mom uh, dying if not diagnosed early. So the best time to actually uh, check or confirm start antenatal care is between six to eight weeks where we are able to pick up a heartbeat 
and tell you that this is the the gestation or the dating of the pregnancy and the baby is located well inside the womb. So very important. No woman must go through a first trimester without actually starting antenatal care. So the benefits of antenatal care will be to date the pregnancy, to know how far pregnant you are, the pregnancy is safely inside the womb, and when are you estimated to deliver. And that also is very important for monitoring the growth of the baby so that we can easily pick up if the baby is not growing according to the age we expect the baby to be. But if you present late, we don't even know how big the baby Mm. is. Maybe the baby is behind or the baby is too big because of diabetes Mm. and other things then it becomes difficult. Also to rule out other illnesses, you get tested for HIV. We look out for hypertension and pick these things up early, even diabetes. Then we have more control of your general health and that of the little one that you're carrying. So the sooner, the better. The sooner, the better. And what are the rights of a pregnant woman? Okay, so a pregnant woman has uh, multiple rights, and very importantly, they have the right to confidentiality, that whatever they are going through, whatever we do with them is actually not discussed. There are times where women will come in with the, uh, during a pregnancy and they're with the chomi, and we'll have to ask the chomi to step out at times. I know black women are chomi, but there are certain things that are very important that, listen, are you sure you want chomi to know this, you know? They have the right to proper health care and monitoring. They have the right to be treated with dignity. They have the right to be treated with respect. They also have the right to inquire, to ask questions where they don't understand. They have the right to information. If they don't understand, we need to teach them. We need to explain everything to them. And they have the right to get all the support that they need, even to the time of childbirth. Yeah. Doc, how important is diet change during pregnancy? Uh, from eating Russian chips, limaguinha, yeah. then you yeah. find out, yay, yeah, then you find out you're pregnant. Now, then, must I change how I'm eating? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Women always say, I'm eating for two. And it's their time to be spoiled. You know, how about that hot wings? Yes. You must wake up at midnight, you know, and, yes. <laughs> and make a plan, get any cravings. But listen. Eating is very vital. I think women just need to know what is key. And I always tell them, work with your cravings. But please, when you are craving, look for healthier options. Mm. You know you need an increase in iron. So go for that spinach and liver if you if you are craving meat, for example, because you know you'll be having a health benefit. Go for milk instead of coke. You know, if you feel, look, I get thirsty because milk will be giving you extra calcium that is very important for the development of the baby's bones. So look for healthier options. And unfortunately, I hate to be the better of bad news, but there is no such thing as eating Ah, for two. (laughs) Because now this also now ends up, you know how we are so mindful of the way we look and our weight and, you know, losing the uh, post-pregnancy baby fat and all of that. It becomes also a serious struggle after pregnancy to lose all of that weight. A woman is allowed 
during throughout the pregnancy at least a 12 kg weight gain not about 22 about 30 but women do get there so that's why it's important that we watch what we eat you are allowed a ration every now and again <laughs> but it's in daily bread you are told <laughs> And very importantly, to stop alcohol. Oh, yes. And also smoking is not allowed. Please, if you are smoking, try and reduce bit by bit because this affects your blood vessels. Your blood vessels are important for the blood supply to the baby, keeping the baby alive and allowing for good growth for the baby. So it does affect the baby. How much does it cost the whole birthing process? Plus, minus. And I'm sure the answer varies because you can either go the public route, you can go the private route. Yes. So, yeah. So, for the government, all costs are covered because the salaries of every employee is covered by taxpayers. And um, the facility also is run by the government. Mm. So, basically, if you are a South African citizen, public sector is for free. But if you are not a, 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 a citizen of South Africa, there is a fee. I think it's up to about 5,000 rand. I oh. tend to be corrected there yeah. that they need to contribute towards delivering in our country. But then in the private sector, we talking where exactly are you delivering? If you're delivering in a center that is run by midwives, we're looking anywhere between 20 to 30,000 rand, depending on where it is. Mm-hmm. But if you are being seen by a gynecologist, obstetrician and gynecologist, who is a specialized uh, profession in the field, then we're looking at antenatal visits, uh, clinic visits, which can vary between 1,000 to 2.5. downtown, at least the prices are a bit more generous. So that is your follow-up visit. And then when we look at the birthing facilities, the hospital alone is about thirty-five to 40,000 rand. Sure. Then the gynae will charge you, depending on also where they're based, anything between ten to 25,000 rand for a delivery, whether oh it's a, a, a normal birth or a cesarean section. So we're looking at budgeting for the birth alone, at least 60K, 40 to 60K. So, Doc, what sort of information? What sort of information mm. have you seen that most women still don't know about pregnancy that could actually make make their lives like a little bit difficult, actually? A little bit easier, yeah. rather. A little bit easier. Yes, yes. Because you know what? It's like going for a marathon. You don't just wake up and then boom, so fit enough, so so You know, mm. even pregnancy is like that. It actually needs preparation. And the way that you start determines the way that you end. So yeah. most women would look at it and say, ah, you go compala anyway, so I might as well not work on my weight loss. But no, if you go negative on the weight, then it reduces your chances before pregnancy. It reduces your chances of hypertension, preeclampsia, eclampsia, strokes, all of that. It reduces your chances of diabetes in pregnancy affecting you and the baby. And this can also be genetically transferred to the mm. baby. So now you're already Ooh. bringing about an individual who is at risk of being diabetic in the future. So that's how important it is. So lose the weight before the pregnancy, and it will be easier also to lose it after the pregnancy. Then lifestyle changes also, like stopping to smoke, yeah. any recreational drugs, those also are important. And very important 
three months before you even fall pregnant, you should be on supplements like um, uh, um, folic acid. And we say you take about five grams, one tablet a day. Mm. Um, and this will be sufficient to at least reduce your chances of abnormalities in the baby, which is what we call neural tube defects, uh, which affects the baby's spine all the way up to the brain. So it's important to prepare for the pregnancy, get yourself um, nice and healthy. It's like wanting to plant in a garden. You tilt the soil, you put in the manure, and then you can plant your seed. That's pregnancy. Before I let you go, there's a show mm. called I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant. I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've seen it. There are women yeah. that actually find out that they are pregnant when they give birth, you know, or they'll say when, no, they, are when, when they are in labor. There we go. When they are in labor. Is this possible? Is this true? Or but Ramba Mang? I wish I could give you an I, I, I listen. Um, no offense, men. You know, the baby moves, the baby kicks. Yes. Your abdomen grows; it doesn't remain the same size. You understand? So there are many telltale signs. You're not seeing your period. So they give uh, excuses or reasons for why they're not seeing the period. It's because I was on depot. No, yes. when I saw my tummy grow. I thought, thought I was just gaining weight in jail. Yeah, I thought I was just gaining weight. I was just getting obese. And, you know, for all those symptoms, no, uh, the kicking, I thought <laughs> it was just me having cramps. Ignorance, maybe, but then, you know, I don't want to be judged. Neither do I want to be judgmental. You know, when people will say, when a relationship goes wrong, then they'll be like, there were red flags. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but we ignore them because we, you know, we're busy with life. Doc, so, thank you so much for your yeah. honesty as well as a professional. <laughs> because I would look at those programs and think it can't be. It can't yeah, be. Yeah. <laughs> but we do get them, hey? And they'll be speaking their own honesty. But oh, hey, they were red flags, guys. <laughs> Dr. Q, thank you so much once again for your time and your information. And we'll be chatting again very soon, I hope. Yes, thank you, Dumbi, and thank you to Radio 2000 for having me. Yay! <laughs> Keep well. Bye. Radio 2000 Podcast.